Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. When I was 10, I read fairy tales in secret and would have been ashamed if I had been found doing so. Now that I am 50, I read them openly. When I became a man, I put away childish things, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up. C.S. Lewis. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm talking with bookstore manager Olivia Schaefer about children's books kids will actually read. And maybe you will too. Hi, Olivia. Hey, welcome back. I feel like it's been a while since you've been on the main show. I know. I I was just thinking, I feel like it was when you came back from Winter Institute. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. <laughs> like right before. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't bring it back. We talked <laughs> about pencils. We talked about pencils. A $300 pencil. Oh, we have. That was so good and feels truly like another lifetime. It feels like last year. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It wasn't. No. Nope. It does. <laughs> because truly, I think right when I got back from Winter Institute, everything kind of. I think we when had maybe was February. Winter Institute. January. January. Okay. So I think we had February. February felt normal. Our last event, in store event, was Valentine's Day. Yeah. Man, if we only knew. Because I feel like it was the beginning of March that we were like, is this going to. Are we. Is this going to affect reader retreat? <laughs> <laughs> Should we worry about what's happening over there? Or? Yes. <laughs> the, answer, the, answer the answer is, is yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So, originally, speaking of COVID, the original plan for this episode was to be super cute and to invite your Dumbledore's Army kids yeah. to be on the podcast. Distance and recording long distance has made that difficult. Yeah. Because ideally, they were going to like come here and and be interviewed and it would be super cute. But trying to record with even adults long distance has proven to be hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> so so instead, no pressure, but yeah. now you're here to be super cute. <laughs> I I got to I got to do these kids justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to do this episode because it's back to school even if it doesn't quite feel like the usual back to school season. Yeah. You just did a talk for our kind of virtual. It was like a test. Don't anybody panic. It was like a beta. I just don't want anybody to be like virtual reader retreat. I didn't know about it. It was a beta. Is that a, that's a really professional word to use. It is. That was, but it, yeah, it was. It really was. <laughs> it was a beta virtual reader retreat to yeah. see how it worked, to see what people thought um, in case we want to do one of those this fall. But you did a talk about, what was the title of that? I don't know what the exact title was, but it was getting adults into yeah kids, kids books lit. for adults yeah essentially, and so we kind of are piggybacking off of that to now. I don't know. This is the time of year where I feel like we hear a lot of parents or teachers talk about the reluctant reader, mm-hmm. and we are really lucky because what we often interact with is the super avid young reader. Yes, <laughs> particularly in Dumbledore's Army. Why don't you tell listeners first of all what Dumbledore's Army is because it is adorable. It is very adorable. (laughs) Um, Dumbledore's Army is my 
Children's Youth Review Committee. Mm-hmm. Children's and Youth was redundant. I know that. <laughs> um, but basically, we would essentially meet once a month. And we split up into two different groups because we gained that many kids, which was amazing. Probably a tearful moment for me had (laughs) a pandemic not been occurring in the middle of it. I know. Had we had a chance to actually process these milestones? No. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? But it was awesome. Like the group started with, I think, eight kids. Uh And now we have upwards of 15. Yeah. Which is awesome. But they meet once a month. They get to pick out an arc to take home that month and keep, essentially. Mm But we did do a book swap over Christmas where they all brought in an arc and swapped with each other. And everyone was excited about the book they got. So I was super happy about that. Adorable. But they then will go around and each of them talks about the book that they read. And then they each write a little Dumbledore Army card that we display in store with their book review Mm -hmm. on there, which is adorable. I have talked them through several times how to write a book review. And it's really fun watching them kind of start to understand like, okay, there's more to say about this book than I realized. And then they get to pick out a new book for the next month. And we also talk about just like themes and books that we like and what, what are some things that we like from our main characters or what are storylines that we really prefer? What genres do we like? Right. We get into a lot of great <laughs> discussions. <laughs> uh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. I could, because I think now if I were to sit in, I would be a distraction. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. trust you. Like you have earned their respect and their trust. And so you have a nice bond with them. But man, I am dying to like, you know, put a little, I don't even know, but like listen in, put a like glass to the door. <laughs> I know. I've always thought about like, what if like a substitute has to yeah. come one day and like I'm not there. Like, will they behave? Yeah, of course they will behave. This is a group of little nerdy children. They're so fun. Uh, And weirdly, I thought it was strange, but mostly boys. I really thought it would be mostly girls and it is mostly boys. Honestly, how refreshing. It really is. Like, and way to go, guys. Yeah. How into it they are is also really fun to see. I think we forget that about little boy readers because of the stereotype that, mm-hmm. and and sometimes the stereotype is true that they are the reluctant readers we're talking about. Yeah, but it's really nice, and I feel like we have quite a few young guy customers. I will say, and we have a customer who you and I both have worked with, and her son is got about to go into high school. And I do think that is when there is drop off because yeah. there is in young adult literature. Now, maybe I'm wrong because I don't read a ton of YA, but it can feel like there's a dearth of male protagonists, which on the one hand, like you, well, you know, girl power, like there's a part of yeah. me that's like, you want really strong female protagonists and boys should be able to read about girls. Yes. Girls read about boys. Like, so there's a lot at play there, but uh, that mother has expressed to us that she's a little worried about what's going to happen to her son who like is a prolific avid reader when he hits high school Yeah, and young adult literature, at least the YA literature I often gravitate toward is rom-com or uh-huh. I don't know, I guess maybe that post-apocalyptic era of young adult lit yeah. would be okay. But I found like, even when you get into fantasies in YA, there's always an almost always an aspect of romance that I know a boy would not like yeah you know that's not that's not in their wheelhouse and that's fine right it doesn't have to be yes that's totally okay well and so much and even I mean even our mothers or grandmothers of girl readers like I think young adult is just a weird genre anyway yeah because it kind of runs the gamut between what publishers call young adult but also new adult like sometimes you're reading things that you're like oh a 14 year old maybe 
I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think people realize, I mean, parents realize this, <laughs> but like publishers maybe, but like 12 and 14 are very different age yes. groups. Yes. Very different. Yes. And you could be, I mean, maybe this is TMI, but 15 year old Annie, like just had begun packing her dolls away. <laughs> so like, yeah. So yeah. like, I also think there's just a variance of maturity level and like, yeah what you're prepared to read about. I mean, adult Olivia doesn't read romance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's all about your it's interest level. Yeah. too. Okay. So let's talk about then some books your Dumbledore's army kids have really loved. Okay. These are going to be for the most part, um, fantasies. Okay. We have kind of found that like, that is a sweet spot for all these, almost all of these kids. Okay. It's, the older kids who tend to like the more realistic fiction, which okay. I find I that makes sense to me because yeah. I think once they get into like World War II, like learning about that in school, yes. they're hooked. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And then, is. and then it's still true in adult fiction as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, World War II? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that fantasy is kind of the sweet spot because I was a reader who really was drawn toward realistic fiction until I read yeah. Harry Potter. And Harry Potter was my only really insight into a fantasy kind of world. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved those books, but that was the exception for me, not the rule. Yeah. So, but. Well, and I was the opposite. And I think we talked about this after you came back from London. Yeah. Because you were saying yes. how kids over there mostly read fantasies. Yeah. And I was like, that's how I grew up. Yeah. And we were talking about British lit versus American kids lit. Yeah. And I naturally, if you know anything about me, was very much drawn to moralistic American fiction. <laughs> Shocker. Really? Shocker. <laughs> okay. No one saw that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. We'll let you got first. Okay. The first one. I'm just going to do the first names of the kids. Give, yes. them, give them some credit. Um, this is Charlie. Charlie read a book called Alien Superstar. Star. And I think somebody, I give it to my nephew who also loved it. Did okay. not write a formal review of it because yeah. I don't require that of my of When my you nephews. give out your Christmas <laughs> presents. Okay, guys, book report to at the end of the day. How old's Charlie? Charlie is, no, Jack just had the birthday. So Charlie's 10. Okay. I believe. I'm so sorry. I was about to say, Jack Lindsay just turned 10. Okay. So Charlie's, Charlie's 11. Younger. Yeah. Or Charlie's the older. Charlie's the older one. That's right. And he goes, Alien Superstar is about an alien who has to leave behind his planet and escape to Earth. While on Earth, he auditions for a show and gets the part as an alien student. But he has to hide his secret as an alien. Okay, well, that does sound really good. Actually. I know. Yeah. It sounds really fun. <laughs> you sold me, Charlie. <laughs> um, yeah. They love those types of books. Yeah. And like, I think I have like about three of them that are along those lines. Another one is Middle School Bites. This is uh, by Stephen Banks. But this is another one that I sent Rocco, my nephew, and he he texted me and was like, hey, do you have the sequel to that book? Oh, that's <laughs> always a good sign. Yeah, always a good sign. Yeah. Unfortunately, the sequel was not out yet. <laughs> Um, so I did have to let him down. Sorry, Rocco. <laughs> um, but middle school bites, this also sounds really fun. And I think it's like for the next level up from like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, where okay. like there are illustrations throughout, but this is still a chapter book. Okay. This is about a boy who gets bitten by a zombie, a werewolf, and a vampire. <laughs> so he is a Vam Wolf Zom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. And I mean, just the cover alone yeah. of this kid in school with, with a beard <laughs> just kills me. But this is a review from JP. 
who is, oh, I feel like all these parents are going to listen and be like, that's not the age of my child. <laughs> um, I believe he's 10. He's okay. still in the younger group. Okay. But he's a very, he's a mature one. Yeah. I, yeah. He, I mean, look, I love all these children, but. I know. They're normal. <laughs> he, this kid joined the group the first day. I was like, okay, who wants to be the first one to talk about their book? Normally it's not the new kid. And yeah. JP was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I got this. And then I was like, okay, we got this. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, this book is really good because it has a good cliffhanger at the end. If you read this book, you would want to be a, a Van Wolf Zom too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which just like I could see him being a bookseller and like yeah. selling it with that exact phrase. Yeah. Or like one of the publishers who like come on Zoom yes. and like they have this like prepared thing that's just perfect. Yes. Like the, a blind date or with a book or something. Like yeah, tell you exactly. all about it. Um, I'm intrigued by that because I think middle school, a lot of those books in our middle grade section that reference middle school, like the James Patterson series, Mm -hmm. I think actually appeal to kids who are slightly younger than middle school. Yeah. They're almost like good prep books for middle school. Yeah. Um, more than they are even for middle school readers. I could be wrong about that. I think some middle school readers enjoy them, but it's interesting. It's more the 10 to 11 year old. Oh, I think so too. Like, I think it's, they're looking forward to it. So they want to read about what kind of experiences they can have. Maybe not as like a Bam Wolf zombie, (laughs) but you know, you could get into some fun in middle school. Yeah. You know, my, I think I've said this on the podcast, but my brother, I would never have described him maybe as a reluctant reader because we read in our house all the time, Mm -hmm. but he read very differently than I did. And I think it was harder for my parents to pinpoint his tastes, yeah. um, which is why I find it so interesting. You know, looking back, like I was reading Dear America, Babysitter's Club, American Girl Books, like, and really for boys, it didn't feel like there was a lot, which is an interesting publishing conundrum that I don't know if it is true, but that's how it mm-hmm. felt when I was growing up. And so my parents wound up finding this series and it reminds me of the Van Wolf Zom because they were like my life as books. And it was this very lengthy series. And I even read them too, cause they were really funny, but it was like, my life is a twisted burrito. Like, it, and it's like this kid <laughs> yeah. becomes all these crazy things and they're so funny. And I think humor is the key to a lot of middle grade literature. Oh, for sure. Those Mac B kids spy. Yeah. When we have people in the store regularly, those are off the shelf. Yeah. Like I remember one Saturday, a kid came up, he bought the first one and I was like, you're going to love this book. Mm -hmm. He came back an hour later with his dad (laughs) who was like, well, he finished it. So we need the second one. We need book two, but a stat. (laughs) Yeah. They're just so fun. And the kids love that type of humor. Yeah. So my next one is Confessions of a Dork Lord, which (laughs) I will say Dumbledore's Army talked about this for a while, because if you're looking at the cover, you can see that they started to write Dark Lord, and then they drew a circle over the A, so it's Dork Lord. (laughs) So truly, we were debating for the longest time, like, do we write dark or dork? Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, because the cover makes it a little deceiving. Yeah. And then, you know, we like opened it up and... I think it says somewhere it's, it's dork. Okay. Um, but this is, Ander read this. He is a part of a trio of siblings who come. I love them all so <laughs> much. Um, and they're so good at writing reviews. Just wait for this. <laughs> ready. Okay. This is a very exciting book. I enjoyed it. It had adventures and cliffhanging chapters. I liked how there was a mystery inside and you didn't find out until the last chapter. 
I liked Hal the most because of his character. If you like books like The Hobbit, you'll like this. Oh, I love a good comparison. So good. Helps me know. And I also, I also enjoy cliffhanging chapters. I do too. As the case may be. It yeah. helps me go to the next one. Well, and so <laughs> I remember when he wrote this because we talked about like, what like if you were reading a review of a book what would catch your eye to pick up that book yeah. and you're like cliffhangers plot twists like yeah tell me a genre tell me a book that it's like that yeah. we would enjoy and he just went and included every single thing we talked about <laughs> that was good it was like well done it was a very sir, complete, well done. complete review yeah i appreciate it okay the next one two little girls read mary and lily wrote these and they both loved this series so much so that I told them I could get the sequel in an arc and both of them wanted it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can get two. Yeah. So I had to specially ask our publisher at please, please. Random House. I was like, please just send me one more. I was like, I cannot let these kids down. And yeah. they did. Oh, uh, thanks, Random House. Yeah. But this, I know exactly why this kid loves this book. So this is about an evil villain what did they call her yeah an evil villain vlad luxor who takes over this town vlad. and then vlad <laughs> and then these kids have to go and like take down the evil lord but it's the first in a series what's the name of the book um a flicker of courage and, by deb coletti okay and it's the first in a series yeah okay Mo the majority of these are first in a series i'm not sure about the confessions of a dork lord Okay. But these two girls loved it. There was a great adventure story. It left off on a slight cliffhanger. There was also like a little heart to the friendships in there. And okay. I think that drew the girls in, yeah. even though they, the main characters were boys. Okay. Yeah. The cover reminds me of um, like Stand By Me, like the yeah, you know, like the nice <laughs> 80s movie or whatever. It just the it's, it looks like an adventure book. Yeah. But their reviews are real quick, so I'll just read them. Yeah. A Flicker of Courage is about an evil villain named Vlad Luxer who tries to take over. I liked that the book had a little had little pictures inside. Oh, and that's And it fun. does. She gave it nine and a half stars <laughs> and drew out every single star. I love her. <laughs> um, but they do. But, and the pictures are actually pictures from, like, real life. But that one's hard to tell. Aww. But it's almost like SpongeBob where, like... <laughs> They would show something, but it would be like an actual picture yes. instead of the animated version. Yes. Um, and I think they enjoyed that a little bit. And then Mary wrote, if you like going places alone, you will like A Flicker of Courage by Deb Coletti. It is a very good book. Oh, I do like going places alone, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> She knew how to get you. Yeah, so sold. <laughs> She's good. Okay, this next one looks really fun. And I think you've talked about it before. I have. I have. I think... Some kids are like, I don't know. And then other kids are all about this. Okay. Lily was all about this. She gave it nine and a half stars again. Okay. <laughs> Popular rating. Yeah. Um, this is Mightier Than the Sword by Drew Callender and Alana Harrison. Um, and I'll just read you Lily's review. But Mightier Than the Sword is an amazing book. You get to choose what happens by drawing in the book. I would recommend nine and a half stars. Okay, wait, so you'd get to draw in the book? Yeah, like it tells you to bring your pencil into the book. And it's almost like a goosebumps, not where you're like uh, flipping back and forth, uh -huh. but like to get to the next page, you have to draw something in here. Okay, well, that's very fun. It's super and fun. And super unique. And again, a first in a series. Okay. Um, I, I put these in a bunch of boredom boxes because I was like, this is perfect. Yes. Like, for any kid. And what I really like about this book is I don't know what 
what a person context this is. But like it writes as if you were the person who's watching what's happening. Okay. So like what is it? So you're kind of the observer. Yeah. Like the more you kick, the more dust bunnies you create and the smaller they get. Okay. Like, I get ya. It's like you're watching this happen. Yeah. I don't know what person. Is that second person? Maybe. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing grammar into this. It's Look, not I my lo- strong point. I love grammar, so I'm mortified. But I think that, I think you, right? I think that's second person. First person is I. First person's I. Third person is he, she, right? Oh no, there is some, I was about to say, some English teacher is listening to this and she is crafting the email to me in her head right now. I'm forwarding it straight to you. It's okay, everyone. We're going to Google. It's fine. We we know, we know what we're talking about. It's great. Uh, Okay. This one, I, I can't remember if JP got to write a review on this or not, or if the pandemic hit before, but JP was telling me about this book one day, the day I was erased by Lisa Thompson. He absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about a boy who accidentally erases himself and then goes to school and realizes that no one can see him. Um, And, you know, the consequences of that. I think there's humor involved. Um, I'm pretty sure JP said he gave this like an 11 out of 10. He's like, this is the best book I've ever read. Okay, he loved it. Like, all right. Sounds like a good back to school book, too. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And I read one like it, uh, The Thousand Year Old Boy, which was good, Mm -hmm. but a little bit more on the serious side of what would happen. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, which is a very different kind of tale. Different, yeah, Yeah. different vibe happening. Yes. This one is just way more fun, lower, much lower stakes. Honestly, don't you think kids need lower stakes right now, too? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the long-term impact of all of this is on any of us. Mm -hmm. I think probably kids will come out even more resilient because that's how kids are. Yeah. But also things are heavy and kids aren't immune to that. And so I like the fact that there's some funny books right now that could maybe find their ways into kids' hands. Yeah. And just offset whatever's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't even know if they know. Right. That they need that, you know? Like, I don't know that they would know to ask for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, this next one, I was so confused as to why they loved this so much. I won't lie to you. Interesting. Because I I saw the arc, and to me, this just looked like a fantasy adventure that was a bit too far-fetched for me. Okay. I was like, I don't know about these characters. I don't know where this is headed. Like it, it just felt like this could get really complicated and maybe not as fun as it seems. Mm -hmm. Everyone who read this has raved about it. Okay. It's called the voyage of the frost heart by Jamie Littler. And let's see, Celia and Ander read it and they both loved it. I think I remember this correctly. Ander, when he came back from reading this book, he wanted to tell me every detail in this book. And I am all about that. If yeah. you want to sit there and tell me every detail, I will let you. Yeah. We were in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids were getting antsy, but I was like, do continue, Ander. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm into this now. I kind of like that we're... This is why I wanted to ask you on here, because I do think there is a difference between a book that grownups think a kid should read yep. and a book that a kid will actually read and like. Yeah. And we see that a lot as booksellers and it's nobody's fault. It's parents and grandparents often and most of the time, well-intentioned, mm-hmm. well-meaning, trying to find a book for their kids when their kid is standing there knowing exactly what they want. <laughs> yep. And I think sometimes, right, a parent is trying to evaluate, okay, 
Is it appropriate? Is it appropriate? Am I going to be back in 30 minutes because my kid already finished it? Yeah. I understand that's a real problem. That's a legitimate problem. Yeah. But so this is exactly why I asked you because I was like, I want to know what kids want to read. Yeah. And so Frost Heart it is. Which is funny because all of the books that I've told you so far, I haven't read. Except for A Flicker of Courage because we sent that out for shelf subscription. I haven't read any of these mostly because I gave the arcs to the kids. Right. Um, but also because I would never pick up Voyage of Frostheart. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a natural one that I was like, you should read this. Right. It just seems so far-fetched to me. And I was like, this feels like a very specific type of child. Yeah. It is not. Apparently, apparently not. Because I think Celia and Ander read differently, don't they? They read very differently. Yeah. I mean, and Celia loves fantasies, but mm-hmm. she also is about like, friendship fiction is what yes. I call it for kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm into friendship fiction too. Yeah. yeah. Just like these stories of kids coming of age and finding the right friends. Yeah, and she's that. really about that. And Ander, this is Ander's okay. sweet spot is this like fantasy and like, he loves a complex plot. Okay. Like, as, as I was listening to him describe this and I was like, who? <laughs> Anders probably at home got like his spider web of like oh yeah for sure for sure (laughs) but I think it's like for fans of like the lion the witch and the wardrobe okay but like all in one book yeah it's thick (laughs) it's thick yeah um and I'm pretty sure a start of a series if I'm not mistaken okay but Ander goes, I enjoyed reading The Voyage of the Frost Heart by Jamie Littler it was a book of adventure you can't tell who the hero is in the book and I think I think that Ash is like me. So he really Aww. liked it because he saw himself in the book. Oh, which I love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes me feel things. Celia, who also is a young, inspiring, aspiring writer. Okay. I love her for that. <laughs> um, she goes, I love the book of The Voyage of the Frost Heart with a big smiley face. Um, it was very exciting with amazing cartoonish illustrations. She put quotes around cartoonish <laughs> I love her. (laughs) It also had a very good message and characters I could really get to know. Great job, Jamie Littler. (laughs) Oh, Jamie Littler. I wish you were listening to this podcast (laughs) because that is wonderful. (laughs) Um, But that reminds like she said that characters I could really get to know. And we talked about longer versus shorter books Ah. and what we liked. And the majority of them said longer because you got to know more characters or a series so that you got to know them better. That feels like um, our customer, Suzanne, who always talks about when she finishes a book she really loves, she misses the people she has spent her time with. Yeah. And so you want as much time with them as possible. Oh, yeah. And kids get that. Yeah. I mean, especially because I think a lot of the kids from this group found us via via Harry Potter. Yeah. And you get really attached yes. to those characters. And then you're just kind of like, what am I supposed to do without them? Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, so many middle grade books are series, mm-hmm. which I think there's a, there's multiple reasons for that, I think. Yeah. But one of the more you know thoughtful and beautiful reasons for that, I think, is because kids become attached and they want to spend as much time as possible with Junie B. Jones yeah. or with who are the kids from Magic Treehouse? Annie. It's Annie and oh, Jack. Jack and Annie. Jack and Annie. Yeah. Like they want to spend time with these people. And I get that. I yeah. do too. I understand. I do. I 
when I was a kid, I loved a good series. Yeah. Now I, it's harder as a bookseller, yeah. but as a kid, it was so easy. As a kid, I liked series a lot. I yeah. don't, I mean, I've said this before as an adult, I don't, and I don't even think it's that I dislike it. I think you're right. I think it's more of a time thing. Like, yeah, I don't have time to devote myself to a series because I'm too busy trying, yeah. to, trying to find shelf subscriptions. Or it's like, I read the arc and now I'm going to have to wait a full year yes. to read the next one. Yes. And I think that's super Oh, hard. I think you're right. Because even Crazy Rich Asians, I read two out of three. Because by the time the third one came out, I was distracted by something else. Yeah. yeah. Or you're like, I'm going to have to remember now yeah. what all went into this And series. I've read 12 books since then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Could be difficult. It's partly my own fault. Okay. What okay. else we got? Um, well, my last one in this one is another series. The Land of Stories series. Which probably a lot of the younger readers who uh, have probably already read this. Mm-hmm. But I just like to talk about it because one Asher's little recap of it is adorable. (laughs) She goes, this book is a magical fantasy adventure. Join Alex and Connor as they dive into a fairy tale world. The book is amazing. Great for seven to 13 year olds. Asher, Asher needs to come work at the bookshop. She really does. (laughs) Oh, but I, everything she said here is perfectly true. Yeah. And the land of stories is great for kids who, if you want to get them into chapter books, mm-hmm. but they're kind of reluctant about it, mm-hmm. they'll know the majority of the characters in this book. Okay. So if they have trouble getting away from pictures, yes, they can already picture who's in this book and it's so much easier to get them hooked then. Okay. The only thing I will say about land of stories is Asher herself did warn me <laughs> that after a certain point, mind you, Asher is like... Uh, nine. I was gonna say, how old's Asher who told us that this was for seven to thirteen? I love that Pretty she sure knows she's eight or nine. <laughs> but she did warn me. She was like, they do get a little bit predictable when you get into them. And I was like, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> also fair. You know, yeah. that is one thing I love about kids is you know exactly where you stand with them. Mm-hmm. Now look, sometimes you, you just have to have like a thick skin sometimes. Yeah. But they will just say because it. Because <laughs> they just tell you. They tell you when you have terrible skin, it's fine. Uh, but like I I think they also just are so kind of forthright and and matter of fact. And boy, adults are not. (laughs) No. And so often I would much rather you be matter of fact, kind with me. Yeah. But matter of fact than, you know, kind of tiptoeing around something. And I love that kids just go for it. This is a little predictable. Yeah. But still, like, still enough where she reads it and likes it. Yeah. Just a slight warning that. Well, and like during that conversation too, it, she said that because Lily and I were talking about Land of Stories. Lily is like a year or two older than her okay. and hadn't read Land of Stories yet. And I was like, Lily, who is a huge fantasy lover, okay. was like, you would love Land of Stories. Yeah. And then Asher was like, just to warn you, like they do get a little predictable. And like, I could see Lily waver a little bit from it, but I was like, Lily, if it's enjoyable, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's That's predictable. Right. God, because and honestly, in the year of our Lord 2020, yeah. what do we need more than a little bit of predictability? Some, some low stakes <laughs> predictability, everybody. Yeah, that's, honestly, that's what I need in yeah. my life right now. And then it was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, like I told her too. I was like, I read mystery books where I solve the ending before the yeah. end. Do I finish them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we watch Law and Order SVU. Like, we know what's coming. It's still enjoyable. Yeah, we're still, still gonna do it. Still comforting. 
Okay, we don't have very much more time, so give me like okay. A I'll hint. just yeah, like yeah. one more little step. I'll maybe. just do this one. Okay, the other common thread I've found through this is that kids older, I would say like 11, 12 year olds, uh, when they start learning about World War II, okay, they get really into any World War II story, any war story, and any like survival okay story. Um, so I just pulled a couple that I know that they have enjoyed. Allies by Alan Gratz is the first one. Rose read this book. She is 12, almost 13, I want to say. But it's set during World War II. And she loved it because she goes, while reading the book, you learn multiple D-Day stories. I would definitely recommend this book. Okay. She is a very, she'll just. Short and succinct. Short. Yes, exactly. (laughs) She knows exactly what to say. This one, I actually haven't had a kid read, but I feel like it would go along the lines. This is Brother's Keeper by Julie Lee. This is about two kids um, in North Korea in the 1950s okay. trying to get to South Korea. Oh, yeah. You read that recently or talked yeah. about that recently. A little sad at the end, but I do think sadness hits kids differently. Yeah, I don't think it hits as hard as it does adults. Yeah. Um, they're able to create distance because it's not, that's not feasible to right. them. Yeah. It's a story happening somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Rose also recently read the Blackbird Girl. She's Rose is my World War II girl. Okay. Um, She knows what she likes. She does. And again, so do grownups. So go for it. Yeah. (laughs) She loves a good like heart film story. Um, And this one was two girls who found friendship while escaping uh, the wreckage of Chernobyl. Look, I kind of want to read this. Yeah, and it's woven in with they go to one of their grandmothers who survived World War II in Russia as a Jew, okay. which I just found completely fascinating uh-huh. because I, I, I mean, I don't read a ton of World War II, but I haven't heard a lot of the Russian Jewish story. Yeah, so that was really interesting. And that was the Blackbird Girls. The Blackbird Girls. Yeah. Okay. The next one is Echo Mountain by Lauren Walk. I still have this one at home. You'll love it. Did we talk about, I forgot when I took it home, I didn't realize I've read Lauren Walk before. I read her other one. Oh, Wolf Hollow. Yeah. I yeah. love Wolf Hollow. I haven't read Wolf Hollow, but I've That's heard good. really good things about it. Yeah. This one is depression era okay. story set in Maine about a family who leaves their town after it kind of crumbles a bit. Boy, Great Depression era. Annie was into the Great Depression. Yeah. I really was. I mean, I like the Dear America books yeah. were a big hit with me when I was little. Yeah. And so like, I feel like this is this is that for these kids now. Yeah. And they love a good story of like almost trauma, mm-hmm. but you make it through. Yes. Survi- you know? Yeah. Survival. Which I yeah. think is why middle grade is so great. Yeah. It's going to be a rough story, but it will have a good ending. I, my mom loves middle grade. Yeah. Lit, I think partly for that reason, like it's not that she wants to shy away from tough topics. No, she, they don't because they don't. Uh, but she does like some resolution, uh-huh. which I think is sometimes missing from adult lit. Yes. Yeah. And I love a good clean ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Susie both. Yeah. <laughs> like everything to wrap up. Yeah. I enjoy it. I don't mind a pretty bow at the end. Yeah. Um, but this one is about a girl who kind of befriends the witch at the top of the mountain in order to help her father who got into an accident right when they moved. Okay. But you also get to see like life before like 21st century medicine, Oh, you know, and she starts to take on like the, the witch is actually a doctor. Okay. Right. (laughs) Which they then find out. Sorry. Spoiler. But these are for your kids, right? (laughs) But she gets to find out like different ways to like help him in his coma in that way. And it was just such a good book. Some friendship thrown in there. But I've heard other kids really enjoy this book. Okay. 
This is one more Rose really loved, Broken Strings, which is about two kids who go to do a school play about the Holocaust. And then in turn, the girl starts to learn more about her grandfather's story through it. Um, And Rose really enjoyed this one as well. And I think because it had some aspects of like theater in school, Uh which I would bet a lot of these kids are a part of. Yeah, because I think... I, I don't know, but I feel like many of us at the bookshelf, like I was never a theater kid, but I'm mm-hmm. what I call a theater adjacent kid <laughs> where like, did you need me to help you paint a set? I can yeah. come help with that. I hung out with theater kids. Ashley did that. Like she hung out with theater kids. Mm-hmm. I was never like good enough or cool enough to like be in theater. Yeah. But boy, I loved in college. I was, I reported on the theater. I love, I went to $2 Tuesdays with my little reporter's notebook and my, <laughs> my little recorder. <laughs> and like I think you're right there is some crossover nerd culture yeah, there definitely is yeah. I mean I did like the YMCA plays growing yeah. up and then I got too shy for that but like dancing and performing that's right kind of fulfilled that yes but there is that like crossover of like this is your own little niche yeah and like now you have people who are like-minded I wonder if Asher is in theater she is okay she I totally can picture that she is yeah um I gave her the book Lulu goes to the show or Lulu steals the show or it's about this Broadway mouse Um, and she absolutely loved it she was like it was amazing she was like it was the second in a sequel that I hadn't read before but I loved it (laughs) I was like okay cool also good to know yeah Because she needs to read The Cricket in Times Square. She does. <laughs> she and you need to read The Cricket in Times Square. Somebody read that book. Yeah. To remind me that it is real. Oh, and the other one that the girls really enjoyed was Coup. The, the oh, book yeah. about, and I think this is like a survivalist on your own type of story. Yeah. But like, this is about a girl who, she was raised by pigeons. And it's not fantasy. Like mm-hmm. she, the pigeons don't talk to her. Right. She learned how to talk to the pigeons, which is Incredible. Like the bird lady from Mary Poppins. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then she befriends this woman after her favorite pigeon breaks his wing. And then you kind of get to see her joining everyday life. Yeah. But I think Mary read it and um, Asher read it and they both loved it. Okay. <laughs> that sounds delightful as well. That yeah. one we've got downstairs and I feel like it also has kind of drawn me in. The cover is really great. Yeah. Super good. Well, thanks, Olivia. Yeah. I'm sorry we couldn't have the Dumbledore army kids, but you did a great job. Thanks. <laughs> You filled in quite nicely. You did them justice. You did them proud. (laughs) From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm still reading Transcendent Kingdom by Yag Yassi. Olivia, what are you reading? I'm reading The Silver Arrow by Lev Grossman. Oh, why do I recognize that name? He wrote the Magicians yes. trilogy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Kids it's really book? good. It's Yeah, it's kids. It's kids. Okay. I want to say his first children's book, but I could be wrong. Okay. Interesting. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.